The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix podcast. Tune in today. The Real Pod is brought to you by our good friends at Nando's. They've got restaurants across Aotearoa, and if you order through the Nando's app, you can collect Perry Perks points to redeem for delicious rewards. Hit nandos.co.nz to learn more and start earning. Top of the podcast, funny. Let's do something funny, Duncan. Let's have a really candid, open conversation about something funny. Oh, no. Oh, that pressure's too much. It's really... Let's just start. Sure, I think we have. Okay. Welcome along to The Real Pod. You would have heard at the top of this podcast a little a little ad from our friends at Nando's. Nando's are back. Like, this is the biggest piece of real news ever. Not that they ever went away in terms of making delicious food, but we haven't had them on board as a sponsor for The Real Pod for some time, and um, I feel like we're home. And, and honestly, like, is as profoundly impactful to my health and well-being as when I heard that we were going to level three or something. Even just knowing that they're they're back with us, it just says that this thing will pass. <laughs> this you know? too shall pass. <laughs> and that um that that, you know Delta is temporary, but Nando's is permanent. It's forever. Yeah. Hey, this podcast is a sort of a real life, uh, real news kind of podcast. And when we say real news, we mean the news that really counts. We're not talking about COVID. I know that stuff's important, but never was there a time when we needed the light and fluffy stuff than we do now. The, Just co- as a break. the coffee news. The coffee news. <laughs> oh, nice segue into the fold which came out this week in which uh, Duncan spoke to Rudy Cox from the Coffee News. Rudy Cox, the uh, master franchise holder for New Zealand for the Coffee News. And the one thing, in fact, we are honestly, the real pod is basically New Zealand, is basically a a little Aotearoa version of Coffee News. Because Coffee News, the only thing that holds it back is it's a um, it's it's intentionally global and you're not allowed to mess with the editorial copy. Right. So the jokes are all the same. The the did you knows, um, the facts are all the same. And uh, what we do is basically a, an audio version of it. We really mm. need to partner up. We do, we do. But anyway, we're quite happy with our Nando sponsors, sponsorship at the moment. Um, my name's Jane Yee. I'm joined by Duncan Grieve. Alex Casey is on leave at the moment, but there's some exciting stuff coming up with Nando's. We can't tell you all of it yet, but we can reassure you that there's a lot of Nando's restaurants still operating. Um, so in Auckland, there's a few, obviously, that are closed, but you can get delivery, you know, 
Deliver, delivery, depending oh, on... Oh, I know. I, <laughs> I have been relying on them for, for sustenance quite frequently. The, um, the Otahuhu store is opening open for delivery and takeaway. Same with the Lincoln Road store in Auckland. Same with New Lynn, Botany. Uh, and then all the... Um, there's a bunch of other stores that are, are still operating. Uh, Bayfair in Mount Maunganui. And who else is operating? Christchurch Northlands and Courtney Place. And uh, the Octagon in Dunedin. There's a few a few that are closed, but they will be back real soon. Next week? I mean, so do you think that some, some will, will uh, start to, to reopen We will week? let you know. Yeah. We will let you know. This, come, come here for your Nando's news, essentially. Like, tune in weekly, even if that's the only thing you care about. Uh, uh, come for that and, and leave for everything else. Wairo is uh, in Auckland open uh, for takeaways and delivery uh, I'm sorry, I just thought... It's so funny you're reading it like a, 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 news, it's, it's news a news reader. It is. I'm, I'm basically covering off all the DHBs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, Porirua in Wellington, open. Rickerton, Christchurch, open. Rotorua, open. Tedapa in Hamilton, open. So there that was go. basically... So you're just under Ardern, and that was the 1pm briefly. Yes. Briefing. Yeah. That I'm, makes you Ashley Bloomfield? No, no, I think I'm the press gallery. I'm <laughs> okay. just going to pepper you with annoying questions and you're like, I've told you the important stuff. Uh, you can find us, by the way, on Instagram at the Spinoff Podcast Network. Also on Facebook, facebook.com, groups, forward slash groups, forward slash real pod corner. Let's get into the news. I love this first story this so first much. This first story is amazing. A Waikato couple have been stunned with a colossal, it's a potato, its name is Doug, and it weighs 7.9 kilograms. This is so messed up. I'm trying to think of something that weighs, like that's definitely more than my dog. Yeah, they, they, it's, it's, the, it's the same, I mean, it's the same as a Christmas ham. I'm like, please. An average-sized dog, that sounds about right. It's like it's a it's a big child. Like a, 7.9 kilos is huge. Oh, it's massive. Um. I just love everything about the story, and particularly the fact that um, that it is it's almost twice as big as the current world record holding spud. Four point nine kilos from the UK. It's huge. Like, that's like, you remember in the 60s, um, Bob Beeman did this, like, incredible long jump that, that smashed the previous long jump record by, like, two metres. And that's been become known colloquially in athletics as doing a Beeman, where you just you don't just break a record, you obliterate it for and, and make it unreachable for generations. Like, this feels like what, what, what Doug has and done, Doug has to, done the, that. to the big, big potato community. Uh, it will now be called doing a Doug. Um, Colin Craig Brown, owner, grower? I mean, does anyone really own a potato that size? Can it be owned or does it belong to the universe? I think Doug owns Colin Craig Brown. That's true. Anyway, Colin Craig Brown says, I got the fork in and jabbed it out of the ground and holy snapping turtle teeth, what's going on here? And I thought, what is it? I said to Donna, it's a potato. And she went, no. And I said, yeah, it is. Everything about this paragraph, holy snapping turtle teeth, where is that expression from? <laughs> I adore it. And also that I said to Donna kind of dialogue is beautiful. And and the the, the, the dialogue that he recounts, it's a potato. And she went, No. And I said, Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's just that's just New Zealand. 
Oh, God. Um, so they're just waiting for Guinness Book of Records to confirm that it is the world's biggest. There's a great photo of it. it it's very ugly. It's a very ugly potato. Um, but also, what do you do with a world record-breaking potato called Doug? Do you put it in some sort of preservative and put it in a big jar so it can go on display? Or is it is it um, an extra big sharing of scalloped potatoes at Christmas this year? I feel like the, the temptation would be to, to make a giant mashed potato or something. But um, I think you have to, you want to gaze upon the thing in wonder. So I think you have to preserve it. Great prank for TikTok would be like getting your kids to say, hey, can you peel the potatoes? And they walk into the kitchen and there's Doug. Yes. You know? Yes. So just think about that. Um, uh, Craig, Craig the, and Donna. The, the thing that I, I, another thing I love about it is that it's been brewing underground in their self-confessed feral garden for a good couple of years. Like so often the giant vegetable world is preserved of these like genre specialists who are just kind of crossbreeding mm. and growing the thing until it's, and, and, and it's not really, you know, it's a product of a real kind of science and an iterative process and just single-minded devotion and the kind of things that normally produce excellence elsewhere in the world. The fact that Doug came from just neglect and, uh, you know, happenstance, that's, that also feels like something that we can aspire to as a nation. You know, that feels like that's in our, within our range. Fuck, I'd love it if Doug were in the Real Pod Museum. I know that's, that's obviously it's an, it's an actual proper museum piece. Um, oh, oh, I think... You think we can get Doug? I think we can get Doug. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, meanwhile, a farmer from Italy has just smashed the heaviest pumpkin record with a specimen that's tipped the scales. This is, don't read this, Doug. This will just make you feel poorly. Uh, at 1,226 kilograms. <laughs> just like, this is what I mean. Like that's a, This is the kind of... Like that surely is as big as this room. That is definitely that's definitely a pumpkin that's been bred to be big, right? Unlike Doug, who yeah. just happened. And the thing about Doug that makes me wonder is, can we, can we all like, are we just pulling up potatoes too early? Could every potato aspire to be a duck if it was just not dug up when it is? You know. Surely it's a pun. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of questions that, that are arising out of this beautiful story. So this massive pumpkin weighs about the same as a Nissan Micra, not sponsored, by the way. That's just what was in the story. <laughs> about the same as 17.5 adult men. 17.5 <laughs> You wouldn't want to be the point five. <laughs> you really <though>. wouldn't. <laughs> um, and we've also had the heaviest eggplant come through, heaviest marrow, broad bean and longest. I mean, it's a huge time for, he- for heavy veg. Heaviest marrow, that I, I don't love a marrow. I think it's quite a... What is a it's basically, a, it's, a, it's a courgette that's just kept going, I oh, think. Oh, God. And it's, it's like a, it's a courgette is, is, is like a lamb and a marrow is like mutton. Can I, can I just admit something really embarrassing here? I was... What if I'm wrong? I was very adult <laughs> when I realised that lamb <laughs> is made from lambs <laughs> and not adult sheep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jane. I know. It's all right. So this podcast could not be a safer space. The hint is in the name. For your confession. <laughs> the hint is in the name. Um, and yet, I don't I think that I think it was just like a, a nice... I, I don't know. I never gave it any thought, but I thought it was just like maybe a nicer way of saying uh, that you're eating sheep than saying you're eating sheep. It's well, to say lamb. But that's that's a lot of the stuff, like, right? Like um, beef sounds less <laughs> brutal than cow. Yeah, but lamb still is the name. Yeah, lamb is the, the name. It's, it's bizarre. Anyway, um, embarrassing. 
the 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 tallest leak, longest leak, is one point three six meters, which is not far shy of my height, um, and tall enough to ride most roller coasters. It's a great, great. Uh, Quote in the story. <laughs> Measuring an astonishing 1.36 metres, Joe's long leak is almost tall enough to ride roller coasters. <laughs> we must get to Dunedin Bird News uh, because and now I feel like they're really pushing it now for Bird News because pr- previously we've had sort of birds stuck in trees or in drains and so on. This is just a bird that people have seen, essentially, yeah, right? for a stroll. <laughs> Well, that's just a bird that's not currently flying. A parrot has been spotted out for a stroll, um, and not even strolling itself by the sounds of things. Liam Ireland and his girlfriend Alex Martin never fail to turn heads on their daily outings around Dunedin. They, however, are not the main attraction. It is pet parrot Cassie that gets most of the attention. I'll usually go for walks around where I live in North Dunedin or to gardens, and I'll just chuck her on my shoulder and off we go. I mean, look, it's quite sweet, but... And, and and they're a very fetching sort of trio, mm. uh, but agree this is not your top tier Dunedin bird news. Like I, I went um, on a, on a drive to the Hunua Falls on on Sunday, and saw like a, a like a flock of sort of cage type parrots, just wild rainbow parakeets or whatever, and I'm like I feel like that's borderline better than. This person has a parrot and sometimes takes it out for a walk. Yeah, but unfortunately Auckland News is very dominated at the moment by other things. I don't know what you're talking about. So again, it's just Dunedin having a lovely time uh, bird watching, essentially, which is nice. Um, you, you went out to Hanoi. How's your, how many times have you filled up your, your, your gas in your car well, over lockdown, I want to know? Well, we took like six weeks to, to use a tank. And then since then I've been... <laughs> I mean... Well, we've got a hybrid, so so trying to do right then by the environment. But I've also have made a vow to this is getting into real life, um, to be honest. But uh, to to try and explore the limits of the Auckland boundary yes. lines, and so have been you know out to Muriwai, to the Gannett Colony, uh, up to the to the Huya Lower Huya Dam at. Uh, Ben Gracewood's, uh, that's actually a wreck from Rick. It was, it was a wreck from Rick Room. Yeah, it was a hell of a good wreck. And um, and this, we've also got this book that basically lists a whole bunch of things, good things to do with kids. So that's why I went out to the Hanua Falls. And that was incredible because that thing is flowing very hard right now. And uh, also bonus bonus flock of parakeets, I Man, assume. good parent. Oh, it, look, it's like, it's really not, I'm really not a good parent, <laughs> to be clear. Are you doing the big gesture? I'm just doing the big gesture once a week, the rest of the time, just absolutely big fat zero. I'm doing neither, and I think, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast during the course of lockdown, you'll know that I uh, famously don't even like to explore the boundaries of my own residential boundary. <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> not pushing the boundaries of your own house. The letterbox is rusted over. <laughs> um, I have been on the same tank of gas since the beginning of lockdown. I remain on that same tank of gas, and it's Still got a third of the tank in there. You are just such a warrior on behalf of the planet, Jane. <laughs> I am. This is this is that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> um, okay, another bird news. There's more. Okay, this is wild. I mean, we've mentioned I think a bat being nominated for bird of the year. A bat has now won bird of the year. Um, Toby Manhire. He's mad. <laughs> he has written a great piece that's up on the spinoff, uh, suggesting other other potential. Um, non birds. Un- unconven- un- un- unconventional. Unconventional. <laughs> unconventional great. is an unconventional way of saying unconventional. <laughs> 
of unconventional entries for perhaps next year's awards. Anyway, the bat has won. It's a long-tailed bat. It beat all the feathered front runners. How did it get in there in the first place? I haven't really been following this developing story. Bird of the Year knows how to get those clicks mm. and uh, it, 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 it sort of games the games our psyches and I think particularly in, in with a lot of us locked down, uh, this was, was... But you can only play this once unless you start to really just make it anything of the year. Uh, is a bat technically a bird? Like, is that how they got away with it? Or we're... It's definitely a mammal. Oh, yeah, it's um, definitely a mammal. Definitely the first mammal that's won Bird of the Year. A bird's not... What are birds if not... What do they... Are they lay like eggs? Are they not reptiles? I feel like they exist in their own... <laughs> Category. Oh my God, Lucy Kelly, help me now. Science Corner. <laughs> I am a dummy. I, I think don't, I'm proving I, that this no, episode. No, I think you I'm know, a you, know dummy. you know some other things. I do know some other things. I, I, to be clear, I don't know this one either. I also think my, my brain is leaking out of my ears while I sleep. I was going to say something. because oh, so that goo gr- 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 yeah. is dribbling down my neck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Italy, this is sad. Italy's father of tiramisu has died. Restaurateur Aldo Campiol, can't say it, who passed away at the age of 93, was the owner of a restaurant name that I also cannot say. La Bercherie. Thank you. That looks very French. Very cultured. In Treviso in North Italy, where the famed dessert was perfected by his wife and a chef. Now, Alba, the wife, recalled how they discovered the dish purely by accident um, when they dropped some mascarpone cheese into a mix of sugar and egg yolks that was being prepared for a dish of ice cream and instead of chucking it out they went oh well it's like they're on bake off you know oh we'll just we have to have to roll with it yeah I mean that, that, that's that's how buzzy inventions happen I, I think that's that's actually science te- technically that is chemistry and baking <laughs> it's food technology as they like to call home ec these days, isn't it? Food tech. Food tech, yeah, love that. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Talk to you soon. Talk at you soon. <laughs> Scientists are leading the conversations about the future of Aotearoa and the biggest challenges of our time, our land, ocean and climate, our physical and mental well-being, our food health. It's never been more important to understand science. At the University of Otago, you'll study alongside world-renowned experts and researchers. Explore your postgraduate options now. He heringa tangata, he tsuhura kōrero. Find out more at otago.ac.nz slash pgsciences. It's actually been quite a big old week for real life, hasn't it? For for well, mostly for you. Yeah. Definitely for Toby Manhire. Yeah. So if those of you who don't know who Toby Manhire is, you're a disgrace. Shame on you. You're Shame a on you. That's almost like not knowing whether birds are mammals. Like it's that stupid if you don't know. Exactly. Uh, anyway, shame on us all. Um, Toby Manhire has been the editor of the spin-off for three years. Three and three quarter years to use a childlike <laughs> breakdown of it, but seriously, that extra quarter mattered. Oh yeah, and he's uh, he he thought he was going to be um, going out and just sort of tinkering off to become editor at large. I don't even know what that means. No one does except for people who have the particular honorific. It basically means that you 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 earn it through through hard graft, and it and it means you get to commission yourself and file. 
at your leisure. Right. Which, um, in classic Toby Manhire style, he filed his first piece of the at your leisure within like three and a half hours or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's just the kind of man he is. But yeah, it was a, um, it was a, I mean, I spoke on at a, his Zoom farewell and um, talked about it as the shift from hell. It really was like just absolutely, just just brutal um, series of of news events and and so on to cover. But uh you know, we're we're all all here thanks to his his judgment and his instincts and so on. But um, it was it was very uh, it was very nice and I I, I love a, a good goodbye. You yeah. Know? So we have um, on Friday afternoons we always have like a, a social kind of uh, well it's a, normally we have it around the couches with some bevies and some chippies. But obviously during lockdown it's been on on uh, group meetings online. And quite a few people taking off Fridays at the moment just to rest and recuperate. So I think it's a very telling sign that, like, most if not all of the people who were taking Friday off still came along to the little Friday social to bid Toby farewell. That's right. They weren't weren't at the beach. They weren't heading for the batch. (laughs) They weren't going to the movies. They turned up to to the work zone. It was just, it was a very nice emotional time. And then I got to go and have a little picnic with him afterwards. And uh, just very, 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 yeah, he's, he's an extraordinary man. And we're hopefully going to get a bit more gone by lunchtime. With, yes. With him in his new capacity. Uh, that's the politics podcast he hosts, for those who don't know. Again, shame on you. And uh, just looking forward to reading his writing and, and having time with a more relaxed Toby Manhart. What a treat. A, a relaxed home man hires such a treat. He whistles, he sings. He eats lots of sweeties. He eats lots of sweeties. <laughs> uh, but also another big celebration in your household. Bigger. 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 Because so, you are now the owner of a... A 21-year-old daughter. Not not owner. Um, father. <laughs> <laughs> this is not like the 19th, whatever it is century. Uh, no, Jet, who who I had when I was 21, is now 21 herself, and uh, just a magic, magic kid, and who's turned out far better than I could ever have dreamed of, and very unfortunate for her that we had to sort of celebrate her 21st in this very unfortunate era, but it's just such a reflection of the kind of person that she is, that she made it, you know, she, 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 she seemed to love whatever celebration we could Managed to her. She's a, the ultimate glass half full person, and um, you know, just had a had a picnic and a glass of champagne with with my daughter on on Sunday, and just just so proud of this kid. And it's just a lovely feeling. And like, I I felt quite overwhelmed, like because it seemed like a day when I had her. Fair to say that I wasn't in anything like the kind of shape that she is uh, as a twenty one year old, and I had no idea. How I would manage it, and I, for that that feeling lasted for many years, and to be at this point with her in the shape that she's in, it was it's um. I don't know. I don't think I'll ever be prouder of anything than, than mm. I am of her. Kilda Duncan and and your other two children. Oh yeah, but they you know they're they're a long way from twenty one. Yeah, I've still got to do do heaps of active parenting and. Of them, so uh, that, that's uh, the, any, any pride. <laughs> any pride, exactly. You know, who knows? Who knows how that particular situation is playing out? How, tell me about your real life, Jane. Oh, I was just going to say, just quickly, wanted to add because you did actually share um, a collage of photos 
from um, from your time with Jude. I Jeej. did, potentially injudiciously, because there were some looks. There were some looks. And so I just wanted to speak to the fact when you said you were, you know, you you were not really in a position to, to you weren't really, but you had, you know, you didn't have a choice, right? You don't get a choice. And it turns out to be the best thing ever. But there's this one shot where she's clearly a newborn, you're holding her, and you're just, your eyes are, like, bugged out, and there is a look of, like, complete, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing on your face. And then another shot of not much later because she's still very small in your arms, bleach blonde hair. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> I was just trying out a new identity. Huge life change. <laughs> Huge hairdo change. You know, that's what always happens. People have to break up, you know, after starting a new job, out for a new hairdo. Duncan went for the bleach blonde. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I, I, I was trying a lot of different uh, looks and vibes on for size at that time. Still doing it right now. Yeah. Just got a giant grey, hit grey afro. So if he's just speaking back to, to Toby Manhire, he's got a lovely mop of curly hair and it looks like Duncan is going for the same. <laughs> Just, uh, just got a lot more greys, you know. That's the impressive thing about Toby is despite having the, no most, the most stressful job in the world and he's got like two grey hairs. Um, what's been happening in my world? Just absolutely nothing. Truly nothing. Halloween happened. We did, um, <laughs> oh, God, it was such a disaster. Like tried to excite the kids about like just trick-or-treating on each other's doors and it just turned into just a mammoth fight and then, of course, they were all hopped up on sugar and we had to just dress up with what we had around the house. And it was just, it was pathetic is what it was. Um, the whole day we built up to it and I was like, we're not going trick-or-treating until after dinner because you'll spoil your dinner otherwise. And then the whole trick-or-treating was over in five minutes and then they were just guzzling sweets and uh, didn't want to go to sleep. That's about as good as you can hope for. Um, Nikki made a like a Halloween treasure hunt, which we did at 10am, and meant... I didn't realise just how many lollies were involved in this thing because you got a lolly every time and there were like 38 different steps wow. to it. It was a real, you know... That's epic. Um, kudos to her for organising it. But um, but it did mean that they just had like a phenomenal volume of, of lollies throughout yeah. the day. I actually made some Halloween cookies that I still haven't iced. <laughs> I made them like... They ended up coming out of the oven at like 9 o'clock at night on Sunday. The kids were in bed. And I just like pack them up and put them in a container. So I've yet to get to them. Maybe they're, I could turn them like, into Christmas cookies. They're the um, the sort of Halloween cookie version of Doug the Potato they in are. a lot of ways. Just they, are. they might grow. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> hey, uh, well, that's kind of real life, but also on the telly. I'm, actually, I'm in a conundrum that you're involved in. Okay. And I need your help, and I think we should just do it live on pod. Okay. okay? <laughs> that's always gone well, our, production, <laughs> our live production meetings. So we have an interview tomorrow for... Celebrity Treasure Island recap. Oh, this is a real conundrum. This is an actual conundrum because the interview... I'm going to say no. What? I, th- I think I know what the question is. I was like, do you want to... Okay, so I'm not sure that we're going to get the, the screener of well, the finale in I time. I don't want it. You don't want it? I'm deep, man. Because the other option is for us to not be told who the winner is before we see them pop up on our Zoom screen and we get our live react. I, I'm, I'm not doing that. Oh, my God. I know I'm being precious, but I'm like, I'm invested in this show. Okay, so I'm, you want me to go back to TVNZ and say, if we can't get the screener in time, we don't want the interview. Yeah, or you can give us the interview the following day. You know, I'm sure but they, 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 but they're, they're, they're back, not going to die. They're but, not, not no, going to die. But our podcast will be too late for to go into that's our right, we'll podcast. That's right, we'll do a little bonus. Okay, okay, all right, I'll take care of that. Because, and I think they should understand that, that's a, the, the, the real pod is nothing if not the people's podcast. and We want to watch it. We want to watch it. The same way as, okay, well, but just slightly earlier. 
Well, yeah, slightly earlier, of course. You know, we're not that much like the people. But, um, but also, like, what would we say to them? We wouldn't know how they won. We wouldn't know what our tone should be. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Professionally speaking, it would be bad journalism, wouldn't it? We would never do bad journalism on The Real Pod. It was a bit like when we had um, Meatloaf when I was working at Universal Music and Meatloaf came over and there was no one had listened to his album. <laughs> we were having a, like, a listening session at Roundhead for media, but there were some media who obviously were not in Auckland and they had to do interviews with him, but they weren't allowed to listen to the album in advance of that, but had to interview him about the album. So it was just, it was just reminiscent of that. Very much, very okay. much. So in that... Analogy. Trying the winner is meatloaf. The winner is meatloaf, and we are Simon Which Sweetman. Would actually be we're a, Simon, we're Sweetman. Simon Sweetman. <laughs> so we're opting not to be Simon Sweetman. Is that, is that what we're saying? Yeah. Okay. Strong option. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Look on the telly at the moment. Some great shows. Kiwi Bake Off. I just want to mention as well. Shout out to the Great British Bake Off. Here is a very saucy clip that has been doing the rounds on social media that came out of the Great British Bake Off. Have a listen. Quite often I need two holes so that I can squirt. If you squeeze the bag, yeah. when you meet that little bit of resistance, yeah. it usually means it's full. <laughs> Why are you laughing? We're just children. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so rude. It's phenomenally rude, but, but it's, some, it's something about that very posh upper crust Cup of crust English accent that really makes the road better. There's not much funnier than than the oldie people um, inadvertently saying rude things. Oh, it's very good. <laughs> and everyone else just trying to save face and keep keep um, keep a straight face so that they they don't get in trouble with grandma, <laughs> which invariably means that you giggle even more because the very fact that you shouldn't be makes it harder not to. This is true. Is that our podcast? No, no, one more thing. Duncan Grieve. Remember the block NZ? Do you remember that? I do. Did it? Was it still airing when lockdown started? Yes. Okay. No. What? Yes. I don't know. What's time? We don't know. But the auctions are happening this weekend. But they're they're not live, right? No, they're not live. So we're not seeing... Which I, I can live with, but I just... I'm dreadfully afraid that the, the, the news will leak out ahead of, course, of time. Of course it will leak out, well, surely. Because whoever buys the house, even if they sign all kinds of restricting restrictive NDAs or whatever, people find out when you bought a house. And I just, yeah, I don't want the... I actually ended up really enjoying this season. Maybe that's too strong a word, but I'm invested. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. And I don't want to find out on, like, staff, no disrespect to staff, but this is a... This is a three production. I want to say, I want, I want whatever drama we can wring from it to yeah. happen in front of my eyes. But it would completely take the wind out of the, uh, you know, the the TV element of it that's airing a week later. Um, you can do virtual tours of the houses on the three website if you wish. Or, or you could have already done an IRL tour, like me and Alex did. So. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. Why couldn't I couldn't that day for it some was, reason? It was a great sadness to not have you there. Anyway, that's exciting. 
<laughs> Sounds lost, like it from that great tone of voice. I know. I've just lost. I've just lost all my. Hey, I've I said just, that the podcast is over. Is what it is. Yeah. It's my little my little boost in the week. We've got uh, our celebrity treasure island recap pod that's going to be live tomorrow after the finale, which is so exciting. Well, will it be? I mean, it might not be, depending on when we get to watch it. If we don't get to watch it before the rest of the nation, if we're if watching the, if it... If the People's Podcast has to watch it at the same time as the people, we won't be live. You're not getting it until Thursday no. afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky. This People's Podcast branding is so ridiculous. I'm really into Speaking it. Speaking of, though, actually, it's now we're very much getting to your last chance to vote for us in the NZ Podcast Awards. So go to nzpodcastawards.com is where you need to go. And, uh, Please vote for us. And you can vote for us. You I just, just need a little boost. Even a nomination would be un- unbelievable. Don't get me started on the process. Don't think you're going to get me started on the process of nomination. You don't, you, don't, you don't trust the process? No, there was just like anyone who entered as a finalist, basically. Oh. Yeah. Oh, fine. So I, I think we're finalists somehow. I don't know. Okay, I'm feeling great. <laughs> um, okay, that's our podcast. Thank you very much to, to Callum Henderson for helping out with research for our important news stories. Thank you to I here for your wonderful magic on the buttons and, and so on. And Duncan, thank you. Thank you, Jane. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, Nando's. We're so happy to have you back. I have no idea. Hello. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, Jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Kia ora e te Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a spin-off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.